0: In a rural area, a farmer was tending to his horse named Buddy and along came a stranger who desperately needed the farmer's help. The stranger had lost control of his vehicle and ran it off into a ditch. The stranger asked the farmer if his horse could somehow pull the vehicle out of the ditch for him and told the farmer that the vehicle was small. The farmer said he would come, bring his horse and take a look, but could not promise he could help if his horse might be injured attempting to pull the vehicle out of the ditch. Once there, the farmer did see that the stranger was correct and his vehicle was small. So the farmer took a rope, fixed it so his horse, Buddy, would be able to pull the vehicle out of the ditch. The farmer then said, Pull, Casey, pull. But the horse would not budge. The farmer then said, Pull, Bailey, pull. But the horse would not budge again. The farmer then said, Pull, Mandy, pull! And again, the horse would not move. The farmer then said, Pull, Buddy, pull! And the horse pulled until the vehicle was out of the ditch. The stranger was very grateful, but asked the farmer why he called the horse by different names. The farmer said, Buddy is blind, and I had to make him think he had help pulling the car out of the ditch or he would not have pulled. Welcome to the WTF-IDK podcast, where we own the uncertainty of adulthood one hour at a time. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm going to take you on a path that will push you to change the way you view your circumstances, start living your life for you, and own the confusion that accompanies the process. Please like and share this podcast and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at WTFIDK Podcast. Questions can be submitted to WTFIDK Podcast at gmail.com. This is episode one, Nabi, the power of no. That farmer is an F-boy, plain and simple. I know some of y'all are confused. Like, what do you mean? How he y'all of that? Easy. He manipulated the horse for his own gain. Let's consider what happened. A stranger shows up in dire need. He created a situation that he expected the farmer to fix, which is another level of trifling that I will not address right now. But the farmer, for whatever reason, decides to help... Dude, get out of his jam. The manipulation arises in how the farmer goes about getting the horse to pull at full strength. He uses the horse's disability, because the horse is blind, to convince him that he has helped to pull whatever it is he's pulling. So the farmer lied to a blind horse to make him pull a car out of a ditch. Somebody go fetch a number to the ASPCA. Now, some of you in podcast land are thinking it's just a horse. It's no big deal. That's what horses do. They pull and carry heavy things. And I mean, I'm with you, but think about it in this manner. How many times have you been convinced by a significant other to overextend yourself or accommodate their desires at your expense? A smooth, oh baby, pay for dinner this time and you know I got you next week has had many people late on rent. Or the never played out, do we have to use a condom? You know, I don't like the way they feel. That's the reason somebody's pregnant right now. Like, honestly, that phrase is probably responsible for half of your grandparents' kids. Yes, children, rubbers have been around for that long and ain't nobody pull-out game ever been on point. If you would have stuck to your guns and hold steady to the no I'm sure you said when you were initially asked to inconvenience yourself, you wouldn't be A, praying your landlord doesn't run your debit card before you can hustle up more cash, or B, staring at a positive pregnancy test using your fingers and toes to calculate your gestational age. When you say no, mean no, and don't allow any fast-talking lover, family member, supervisor, coworker, church member, pastor, preacher... Or any other random motherfucker, convince you to change your mind. Today's paradigm shift surrounds usage of the word no. Anyone that has spent time with a toddler knows the power contained within those two letters. They understand it, respect it, and will whop you in the face with a stiff no anytime they feel like it without a nanogram of concern about your feelings. However, once you age up, saying no takes on an air of rudeness and is considered evidentiary of an inability to cooperate. As an adult, you have two choices when you want to say no either answer honestly or risk being perceived as impolite. Some of you may be at the point of your life where you couldn't care less about an opinion, but here in the dirty South, where opinions and manners rule the day, saying yes can be a problem solver or the first stepping stone to a solution and is much easier than being honest about your lack of desire to participate. Saying no is such a topic that so many struggle with that it's been the subject of several books. But today I'm looking at James Alcher's The Power of No. In this book, he runs down what you absolutely always should say no to. He has 12, but I'm gonna hit you with six of them. One, social pressure. So we're taught it's not polite to say no as children, but as adults, when you don't say no, it often means that you're overextending yourself to your friends, your family, co-workers, partners, and anyone around. And that can be very unhealthy. So James offers a suggestion for saying no in an easy method. He calls it his ABC method. So A, acknowledge Acknowledge someone is pressuring you to do something that you don't want to do. This has to do with self-awareness. I talk about self-awareness all the time, but you have to know yourself. The second thing you should say no to today is negative chatter. You have to remember that words have power and we naturally have a tendency to be our own worst critic. So I'm super guilty of this. Often I can be super helpful to everyone else, but I don't see that same potential in myself. So how do you figure out if you are a victim of negative chatter? Easy. One example is if you receive a compliment and instead of saying thank you, you sit and you question the validity of the compliment or the complimenter. So I had someone compliment me the other day. Um, I just had a baby and she said I looked great. And I made a face and really? And then I had to stop. Made conversations like, you know what? Thank you. And she smiled and I smiled and we laughed because we knew exactly what it was. I was doing that self-sabotage and talk. So, hey, y'all, stop doing that. Another way to know if you are a victim of negative chatter is if you don't get a response to a text or DM and then you start questioning what's wrong with you. This is also extremely illogical. Another way to figure out if you are a victim of negative chatter is if you pull into the parking lot of your place of employment. And the first thing on your mind is, I wonder what type of bull they're going to pull today. That's negative chatter. Moving on, the third thing you should start saying no to today is to people that you know are not good for you. So this includes people that are emotionally draining, people that are using you for your skill or financial gain, people that are controlling or negative. Simply stated, if they don't support you, um, for example, If you're a rapper and you have a show and they show up and want to get in for free, they're not there for you because your real friends pay full admission. Just saying. The fourth thing you should say no to starting today is jealousy. I feel like we should sing it. Jealousy. Y'all remember that song. All right. So jealousy is a mainstay of the human condition. Everybody gets jealous. It's normal. It's okay. Okay. However, you have to remember that these feelings are often a reflection of how you feel about yourself versus another person or their actions. Have you ever been around someone that's always talking noise about somebody or something else? It's because they're envious of something that that person has, period. You need to be comfortable with where you are in your journey. So if you're meant to get to that place, You're going to get to that place. It's going to be in your own time, but it will be yours and you'll be victorious. The end. The fifth thing you should say no to starting today is being a slave to your job. Because if you kicked rocks tomorrow, those folks will keep on rocking. Just because you are not there to fry the chicken at Popeye's, and I love Popeye's, doesn't mean the whole entire franchise is going to fall apart. Sadly, almost all of us well, I'll say all of us, are easily replaceable in our places of employment. So don't continue to drain yourself or whittle yourself down to nothing for a paycheck. If you have anxiety pulling into the parking lot or the garage, that's a problem. If you have to self-medicate to survive the work week, that's a problem. So my words to you might be consider cutting back on work, getting training to get a promotion, changing jobs, whatever you have to do to maintain your peace. The sixth thing you should say no to starting today is negative energy. Regardless of what you may believe, energies flow around us and they affect us. An example of a negative energy could be a bad vibe or a feeling of dread or even intuition. So when you see or sense a negative energy, do whatever you have to do to get away. Negative energies can sneak up on you and take over your whole entire state of mind. And negative energy doesn't necessarily have to be a sensation more so than a vibe that someone gives you when you're always around them. When you see this negative person coming, no wait, when you see this sufferer of the negative energies coming your way, do not engage. I repeat, do not engage. Front like you don't hear them, see them but if they direct whatever they're throwing at you, play dumb. For example, girl, you see how crested re toes are edging over the side of them sandals like that? And your response could be, oh, but you know she got a cute nail polish on. Problem solved. So today, our sensei of uncertainty, is a good friend of mine and a Jill of all trades, Miss Andrea Thomas. (laughs) So welcome to the show. Hey. All right, so let's go ahead and start out with the icebreaker because you're my first guest. I'm nervous. You're nervous. We all nervous together. Baby Phoenix is over here squirming, so we're going to hear all that too today. Uh, So for the icebreaker, in the movie of your life, or your biopic, because apparently that's a word that they made a compound word now, what... It's not. But what's your theme song? Oh, I know this. It's definitely um
1: Jill Scott. And I think she did it with uh Robert Glasper. Oh, and it's um it's Slide. It's called Slide, and it's I'm not I'm not gonna sing it, but it's just like when she walks into the room, she gets all the attention. And of course Jill is like tall and
0: curvy. Oh yeah, I love this song. That perfectly embodies you. Yes. That's you. That you yes. Long. I love this song. <laughs> and if y'all don't believe me, make sure you check out the show notes because you will have beautiful images of her. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and get into it. We're having a conversation about the power of no, and you actually kind of inspired this after we had a discussion, you know, after hanging out one day. So before we get into it, let me give you a chance to tell everybody about yourself. So who are you? Um, I am from Ridgeland, Mississippi,
1: technically Tougaloo. Uh
0: (laughs) So for those of you you guys that don't know, Tougaloo is where Tupac came and gave like a whole entire presentation, (laughs) dissertation, whatever he did in the 90s. And that's something big that Tougaloo is known for, of of course, among many other things. But for the audience listening here, Tupac went to Tougaloo. That's what you need to know. (laughs)
1: And also, like, people in Jackson don't know that, like, Tougaloo is not just a college. If you're on North nope. State Street, Tougaloo is from Beasley Road all the way to Ridgewood Road. We have a zip code. We have a lot of churches. We have a few daycares. We have two community centers. Like, it's a whole town. We got a zip code, a post office. According
0: it's, to these people, it's just Jackson. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's it's not. Nice. It's, like, separate. But anyways, um, I'm from Tougaloo. My family is from Tougaloo. I am. 29 i have i'll be 30 in august what <gasps> oh my god and i'm a graphic designer i love music i love music i love live music all kinds of music it doesn't matter and i'm a member of taps which is how i really became close with crystal so
0: taps is thick and proud sisters and thick and proud sisters is an organization where we help women truly kind of own themselves right. and taps ultimately led to the creation of this podcast but we'll talk about that on another <laughs> day
1: um I'm trying to think like I love music I love art I'm a very creative person I love fashion I love hair especially wigs. and I'm just a um right now I'm just exploring exploring life exploring myself exploring my creativity so, yeah. That's
0: cool because a lot of people are afraid to do those things because, number one, being creative does not guarantee money. Uh, being creative doesn't please your parents. Being creative doesn't put food on the table. So to say that you're owning that, that's something definitely to definitely to admire and appreciate. Right. So let's roll into it. Uh, why do you think that people have such a problem telling other people no?
1: I think people have a problem telling other people no because, one, people don't like conflict. True. You know, it's... um, Conflict, if done incorrectly, can be very uncomfortable. And sometimes mm-hmm. done correctly, it can be uncomfortable. But, and then also, it might be almost a self-esteem issue. Like, people just need validation. They need... Oh. They need to be accepted and wanted and loved. I think that's just human nature to want those kind of things.
0: Got, okay. Okay. See, I never thought about the validation portion. <clears throat> excuse me. But validation is something to think about. Yes. And, you know, one point that I made earlier was that us being in the South, we always have to be polite. Yeah. If I tell you no, it's an insult. Right. And yes. we have to break that stigma. Y'all excuse baby Phoenix that she's upset. It's okay, Phoenix. All right, so we ultimately got to this point because you were telling me about how you've really, really gotten control of telling people no. And I've heard this from, like, our mutual (laughs) friends, and so I know it's really, really true. (laughs) And you said that you really knew you were telling these hoes no (laughs) when you got the gumption or the courage or whatever to tell your mama no. Right, Right, So. Tell us about that because I know and we all know that the hardest thing to do is to be an adult in your parents' eyes. And to be an adult is one thing, but to have an opinion and tell your parents your opinion is a big deal. So what happened when you told your mama no? Like, were you satisfied as you did it? Were you like, no, mama. And <laughs> you know, hit, hit the door. With me. What happened? Um, no, not at all. I
1: remember I go to the worry center. Woo-woo. Shout out. But, um pastor rich is always speaking about boundaries and one of his degrees is in you know like uh what do they call it like sociology Mm -hmm. people science and so he's really an expert Mm -hmm. in relationships and just like setting boundaries and the main way to set boundaries is to tell people your expectations and to tell them no because sometimes you have to tell people no and so i remember one day i was like i gotta start practicing it because i was doing things for taps, I was doing things for my job. I was doing things for my church. I was doing things for my family. And it's like, I'm not doing anything for myself. And I'm always tired and I'm always unhappy. Yeah. And so um I remember when I first started telling my mom no, no, I wasn't satisfied at all. And and sometimes <laughs> and sometimes I was really upset at myself. I felt guilty. Cause this is my mom. She was basically a single parent. I have my grandparents and my dad was there somewhat financially, but he wasn't there physically. Mm-hmm. And so she's working multiple jobs. She's still meeting PTA. She's going to PTA meetings and going to choir concerts and going to games for me and my brothers. And so, you know, she's she sacrificed so much. And I think it's a natural instinct to feel like you owe owe your parents something. I, I've met people who that's not an instinct for, but for me, <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, too, for, for me, too. me, for people who sacrifice for me, I want to sacrifice for them. Like, that's just how I roll. And so like telling her, no, I felt so guilty at first, but, um, also, also one thing that helped was going away to college. I went to USM for a little while and I wasn't around.
0: Uh-huh. So I was like, "Oh, she living without me." <laughs> yeah, she you know she I'm can like, change. Like, she can change the channel on the TV without you like, with the remote. What? Yeah.
1: How? Oh my goodness! So I think that was one thing. That was a little light bulb, and I have to remind myself of that. Like my mom is grown, and she does things without me all the time now. And I think me saying no actually gave her more freedom because I remember soon after I started telling her no, or you know, telling her I can. But it have to be at this time, having more control over it. Now she just does things all the time without me. And sometimes I feel some type of way about that. But that I feel that also means she's not bothering me.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my mom started going to the movies by herself. Yeah, I felt, I felt some kind of way myself. Yeah. Like you couldn't call
1: me? My mom went furniture shopping the other day without me. I had questions. I was like, How you, what you pick out? You didn't see me <laughs> <even> no <know> pictures? <laughs> How you get there? My mom doesn't drive either. She doesn't drive at all. She really? has never driven. So she always has to get somebody to take her somewhere. Uh But it's not like she doesn't feel any type of way about it. Like she loves being the rider. My mom has never driven. (laughs) So when she goes all these places by herself, she's in Texas, she's in New Orleans. And I'm
0: like... So she's driving now. Like no, she, she's
1: not driving. Wait, how she she how she, she, gets... she has friends I don't know about.
0: She has she, friends she don't know about. Well, mm-hmm. when
1: well, nah, I, I she has my stepdaddy. My my mom is in a whole relationship. Okay,
0: because I was about to say, <laughs> do you have her find my iPhone on? Because otherwise, <laughs> and uh, she has
1: friends from work, and they just go places a lot of time without me. I I be in my feelings sometimes, but I love it because now. I, she has her own life. She's starting to have her own life again, which I love because moms sacrifice so much. They do. So I think me telling her no actually gave her some freedom, too, not just me.
0: Well, hey, is it is. Nice. So when you go to tell your mom no for the first time, y'all, just go and say, Mom, I'm doing this for me and you.
1: <laughs> they may not understand it when you first say they
0: fr- it. Just make sure you say that when you close to the door so if they get upset. <laughs> you, right, you got an easy answer. Right, right. So you started out with your mom or the biggest, you know, the biggest achievement or accomplishment you had was with your mom. So how did you translate that to work and friends? Was it easier? I don't
1: know if I ever
0: transferred it to work. Uh Uh-huh. So you still telling everybody at work, yeah, even though you don't want to.
1: Well, I work for myself now full time. I'm a full time graphic designer. Woohoo! I've been working for myself since January, and I think me telling them no was leaving. <laughs> 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 it's terrible. I just like dipped out. Don't don't quit your job like that, kids. Stay stay and leave correctly. But I dipped out, and I did have some conversations with my supervisor. I guess that's. If, if I'm not going to say no, I'm definitely going to be more assertive. That, was, that yeah. was one thing I wanted to be. I wanted to be more assertive. Because sometimes I'm the type of person, Um, again, I don't like conflict. So I will say something, and I might mean it to myself, mm-hmm. but I won't stand on it. I'll just let it go. You know how some people just got to prove their point, and I don't want to be one of those people. Gotcha. But I um probably when I was like 26, Around that time, I was like, I got to be more assertive and stand on what I say and not let people just, like, push me over or change my mind so easily. It's like, no, I've been doing self-work for a while. I'm pretty sure this is how I feel. I'm pretty sure this is what I think, even if it's not right to you. I can respect your opinion, but I'm still going to stand on mine. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm not going to say no, I'm definitely going to be more assertive. And with my supervisor at work, I told him the issue. And how, and what I thought the solution was multiple times. And he never, he never fixed it. If he did fix it, it would be fixed for like a week or two and then go back to the same old way. And I was just frustrated one day. I was like, nah, I can't go. I can't go to work today and I'm not going. And that's. (laughs) And I'm not going no more. I'm not going anymore. And that's just what it was. I called him that morning. Like, yeah, actually, (laughs) I quit my job on a Monday. And I had already packed up my stuff that Friday. I oh, was, so you already knew you, quitting. I knew, yeah, I knew that Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and I was pretty sure about it. And I had made a plan Thursday. Because I'm always the last person to leave on Friday. And I was like, okay, when everybody leave. I'm just going to get my stuff. And I said I would think over it over the weekend. And I thought about it. And I still wanted to leave Monday morning. So I was like, okay. So I just called him. And that's what it was. As far as my friends,
0: go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. As far as my friends,
1: I don't know. I guess my friends are really, all my friends are pretty much self-reliant. Like, yeah, we're very independent people. Um, Most of the time when they ask for something, it's like for me to come to the event or something. I don't and mind. you always, out there. yeah, yeah. Like eight she, times
0: out of ten, I'm I'ma be. I'm gonna be there. Yeah, like you are always the person I can depend on to know what's <laughs> going on in the city. I keep telling you to go ahead and just put that out there. It's very
1: strange that people think I'm like um, a socialite, which I I know I am. But naturally, if my friends, if people I didn't care about, if they didn't ask me to support, if they didn't do anything, I wouldn't be outside the house. I understand that. honestly. But it is what it is. I love being
0: supportive, um, and I probably won't ever tell my friends, so unless they cross the line, because you've told me no before, but it was work related. I don't remember telling you no. Oh, so now we're pleading the fifth. <laughs> Because I can recall the exact situation, (laughs) but it's cool. It's cool though. But no, what I heard you say that kind of popped in my head is that you're working on self-reflection and being more Mm self-aware. And so I've talked about being self-aware a lot because if we know who we are, we know our boundaries. Right. And you have to know your boundaries to be comfortable giving these ultimatums and saying no. Right. So self being self-aware, does that make it easier to say no? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, being self-aware, self-aware is also part of self-love. Cause like, once you become aware of who you are and what you want in your life, you hold yourself up to like a higher standard. Not yeah. not in a bougie, conceited type of way, but just in a confident way. And and you ooze
0: confidence. Do. Yes, ma'am. You do. Thank you. Y'all, when well, y'all, I should, I'll see if she lets me post what she has on today. Cause she out <laughs> here just serving it. Just serving it. She walked across the parking lot and the wind was blowing. And I was no, like, oh it God. Was it, it, was. it was, it
1: was. But, um, I think, I think setting yourself, holding yourself to a higher standard and just making yourself a priority, you have to say no. And, um. Being self aware. Like I said, it just it just makes you aware of like your goals in life. And if you're constantly doing things for other people and always giving, 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 putting out, putting out, you're not replenishing yourself. You're not you're not full enough to give to other people. You're saying yes to other people and you ain't even got nothing to give. You at zero percent, but you're trying to give them a hundred, like that math don't work. So (laughs) So it's like, how? How can you do it?
0: How sway. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So if you could give two or three benefits to saying no, just real fast, one, two, three, what would they be? Um, having having more time for yourself. One.
1: Um way more peaceful. Ooh, two. And um you're more likely to be on time.
0: <laughs> Cause nobody likes somebody that's late. I be trying. All right, so we know that saying no requires practice. You just can't get up after making that decision and be perfect at saying no. I would even recommend practicing saying no. So let's play a little game real quick. I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios. And you have to respond in the negative, but in the most honest, and I know it's going to be creative, (laughs) way possible. So you ready? I'm ready. So once again, you have to respond no. Ooh. Don't don't look and read what it is. I, I don't have my glasses on. I can't see anything. <laughs> okay, oh, well, never mind. All right. So you ready? I'm you ready? Remember, you have to say no. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so scenario one. You and I go out to eat to whatever restaurant. It's brand new. And so we're hungry. Our food has finally gotten here. And I hit you with the, ooh girl, that chicken look good. Let me go ahead and get a little piece. And I reach out with my fork. So what's your response?
1: No. And and I get my fork and I push your fork away. <laughs> I'm chubby. I don't play about my food. That's easy. I'm not going to play about my food. <laughs> I'm going to be like, girl, you should have ordered the chicken. I'm going to let you know how it tastes.
0: Well, dang. You're not even going to cut the lip, piece. No. <laughs> all right. Well. And I'm
1: going to move your fork.
0: And move the fork. <laughs> so we So we get the verbal and we get the physical <laughs> response of no. All right. All right. So, two, kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. So, I'm your mom. And you are getting dressed to go wherever it is you're going to go. I don't know, because you didn't tell me. Oh, this is real life. (laughs) But as you are grabbing your purse, getting your last little stuff together, hits you with the, baby, I need you to go pick up uh, your uncle from the airport. Now, his plane don't come to about three more hours from now, but you need to go now just in case. You ain't busy, are you? Oh goodness! Did this, did this at home? Did this happen to you?
1: <laughs> this happens to me like every Friday. It's usually a Friday. If I show up at your show late on a Friday, trust I was with my mama.
0: Um, goodness. So what would you say to mama? reminize mama. Remember she birthed to you. And his wipe your behind. His
1: plane doesn't come, I'll be like, okay, mama, that's fine. But I'm gonna get there <laughs> in three
0: hours. That's what I would tell her. I'll be like, <laughs> I'm not going. So we're going to hit it straight, honest, because it's mama. We're going to tell mama exactly yeah, what we're doing. Yeah.
1: Like, I got this thing to do, but I promise I'll pick him up.
0: Because you still, I'm going to still do it. It's mama. It's just, if you can't
1: say no to your family or somebody close to you, at least, at least compromise. Still have control yeah. of
0: it. Exactly. You know what I'm there saying? There it is. got to have control of it. All right. The third one. And I know you've had this happen to you before. That's why I wrote this. Okay. <clears throat> so. You mind your own business. You out trying to get a little food from your local grocery. Mm. It's hot, so you got on them cutoffs in the crop top. <laughs> and y'all, this is how she dresses, so I know, I know, I'm getting it. So, so your your face is beat. And right now, y'all, she's rocking the low cut.
1: <laughs> oh baby, they so, out today. And so she didn't they even she out. didn't
0: even have to put on put on a wig or nothing. Oh, she she, just in, oh, she just in here. She just in here. Amen for the low cut. So. Walking across the parking lot and out of nowhere you hear, hey yo thick. Hey yo thick. Girl, you looking fine in the world. Oh my goodness. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, my, my my bad, my bad. You know I I feel like I'm approaching you the wrong way. Let me let me come correct. <laughs> let me elevate to your level. <laughs> how you doing?
1: I ain't met someone that nice and so long. That's not how they do it in J Town. Really? That's not how they do it in J Town. It's, it's
0: been a minute since I've been single. That they don't need that. Especially don't need... y'all
1: West Side Negroes. I just, I just want y'all to know y'all West Side Negroes the worst one. <laughs> I hate going to
0: the store on the West Side as much as I love West Jackson. So when you have guys come to you like that, and I know they do, because I mean I've been hit on when I was pregnant. So hey, <laughs> what, what's your response? I I
1: usually keep walking. You usually keep. I try to keep walking, and then and then they get so persistent. And they're like, hey, just let me talk to you for a little, stick, for a little and I'm like, So uh-uh. so then what? So then I'm like, I just stand there, blank face. Like, I'm listening. <laughs> like, okay, sir. And then I usually, I try to lie first. I ain't even going to. I try to lie and be like, oh, I got a man. That, oh, you don't need a friend. <laughs> no I
0: don't actually
1: would you want your girlfriend to have a friend like, I say kind of the system? same
0: thing and it didn't
1: so then um, I just be like bruh I don't want your number man I'm not interested I I'm, I might be a little rude sometimes I would be like you ain't even my type little daddy I love saying little daddy makes some feel some type of way <laughs> um, be like you ain't even my type little daddy I need to go and then I become all oh, types of fat man and
0: see and see that that is something that we have to work on right because it's as soon as i reject you because mind you what you said is what i know women everywhere do all the time we start with the nice let down Yeah. like the no no thank you no i got a boyfriend or right. you know i'm married or i'm seeing somebody and we we soft and subtle with it your homeboys didn't even hear us say that right i'm but, trying to be nice but then the next thing you know we also see everything else and then At that point, in some places, with some people, it becomes an issue of safety. Mm. Right. And so this is like, do I say no and risk my danger or risk my safety, rather? Or do I just go ahead and get this guy's number and knowing I'm not going to call him? Right. Which I have. I have
1: been in that situation. I remember one time I was at the gas station. And dude was like, literally, I was fast walking. He was chasing me oh, wow. out of the gas station. I and you. I felt some type of way. It was nighttime. I shouldn't have been at the gas station anyways. And
0: But you should be able to go to the gas station.
1: I should be able to go to the gas station at night on my own. Yeah, because you're an adult. Right. So um, the reason I say that, though, something had just happened in Jackson and Marlon from church he was like you cannot be getting gas at night yeah and so I had that in the back of my mind so I'm trying to hurry up get in and get out and he's like really power walking after me to my truck and so I hop in the truck and I cracked the window and talked to him through the crack in the window you better
0: than me I would've uh peeled off would've ran off his toes I so he kept talking crazy and I was like you know what I ain't got time for this I was hot I was mad and
1: I, I did run over his toes <laughs> I did, literally. And I look at my rear view mirrors and he's like in pain on the ground. I said, oh, I think I hurt that man. And I felt a little bit bad. Just
0: a little bit though. His, his trifling ass is
1: Right, that's what I said. So I kept going. I ain't even turn around and check on my nothing. I hope you okay after If you listening, <laughs> it was really your fault. You got a man walking around with three toes. <laughs> Don't be hollering at females like this.
0: All right, so we're gonna do one more, and then we're gonna go ahead and move on. So this one, well, actually, no, we can leave it at that. We're we gonna. I like that. We leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So normally I do a um moment in WTF. And it normally happens before now, but I forgot. So we're going to do it now. (laughs) So let's go ahead and talk about one of the hot topics currently going on. Um, Drake and this whole beef that he has with Pusha T. Now, my opinion, super fast, is that Drake should have told his people no when they asked him if he was going to respond. Because he was sitting in a situation to where Pusha T kind of mentioned him, kind of alluded to him. And if he would have kept quiet, he would have been cool. But because he couldn't tell somebody no. Or, yeah, that's it. Because he couldn't tell somebody right, no. Right. He opened his mouth and just got completely demolished. I mean, this man revealed. Well, <laughs> he didn't necessarily reveal that you had a kid because I heard like a month or so ago oh. on the read that I he did. had a My kid and the baby's bad. name was Adonis or yeah. Adonin or whatever a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. So, Drake, we... we we don't know what happened. Like, mm. you, we should have had this podcast ready for you a couple of weeks ago, huh? <laughs> I, this is going to be terrible.
1: Uh, but I haven't listened to any. One, I don't like Drake. Let's, let's put that on record. Ooh. I don't like Drake. Um, I like old Drake. Me too. That, whatever that album was. The first, he first was mixed mixtape. With the leaves. And he had on that nice pea coat, <laughs> And he didn't have a beard yet. I like that
0: Drake, yeah. Wait, that's the Houston, the one with Houston and Vegas Vegas on it. I don't know that one. Is that Houston and Vegas? I like that, but um, that that was yeah. I thought Drake.
1: Yeah, what's he? He is. Mm. You know, society wise, but (laughs) I don't like Drake, and uh, I haven't listened. I didn't know we were
0: still checking for Pusha. Somebody going to shoot me after that. But anyways, um, I mean, you're not wrong. But the thing about it is it's kind of like it's kind of like what Kanye did with the whole slavery thing. He was throwing throwing out the bait to see if he was going to bite because he knew he had what he had on him. And the major, you know, the majority of people didn't know. So I have I have these receipts on you. Let me see if you're going to go ahead and take this. And if you take it, it's a benefit to me because I get to prove that I'm lyrically better than you. Right. Because Pusha T is it was a, a lyricist. Marketing he is. He and is from the little I remember. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust you out. And that's basically yeah. that's why Drake got played. From what I saw on social
1: media, Pusha went in. And but I mean Drake has responded before in the past. And it has worked in his favor. So I'm pretty sure even if, you know, his uh entourage was encouraging him to respond. I mean, he always well, I won't say always responds because there's been little rappers who came at Drake. Yeah. But but for like major artists, he always responds and so I think he was just doing what he well, he was doing what he thought he needed to do, which might be <laughs> which might be a validation thing. He thinks people Maybe. expect something of him. So he had to do it.
0: So instead of functioning for him, he's functioning for what Others. other people think. Right, mm. right. So, um, but yeah,
1: yeah, Drake gotta say no. just, yeah, gotta just say just no. say no. Mm. Next time,
0: just say no. But I know anybody. He honestly didn't know push who
1: Pusha t- was. He he didn't know.
0: He forgot.
1: He had to forget. Pe-
0: people thought that little beat they had on the grinding song was it, because mm. they always came with it. He
1: did, and he's had them braids,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> What's that comedian named
1: KeV on stage? KeV made a video about the beef, and he said, "Oh, um, he said you really don't go toe to toe with a guy that still got braids." <laughs> yeah, and he's like in his forties. Right, the braids ain't going nowhere. I win the win back at Pusha. I,
0: oh, uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Just do better, Drake. Just do better. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up, but before we do. Podcast breaks. Right. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, but before we go, how can the people reach you?
1: You can follow me on all social media at Super Smart Chick, and that's S U P E R S M A R T C H I C K. Super Smart Chick. That's on IG, well Instagram, and uh, Twitter, and Snapchat. And I'll pop up on Facebook if you type that
0: in. So. I didn't know we still were using Facebook. Well, oh. you, well, you know, and some people do. And if you do, I'm there too. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so we want to hear from you. Tell us what has been your most satisfying moment saying no. We are on all social media as Pod. Make sure you use the hashtag WTFWednesday. So before we go, we like to do our cheat sheet just in case you don't have time to listen to what we were talking about for how long we were talking about it, given just the facts and nothing but. So today we talked about how to tell these hoes out here now, B. <laughs> so our sensei is my good friend and graphic designer extraordinaire, Andrea Thomas. And so we kind of ran down a couple of different things. And if you do have the time, go back and listen to what she said. She dropped some stuff for y'all but quick, fast five ways to make sure that you are able to say no and mean it. Number one, become self-aware. You cannot tell people no if you don't know what you want. Two, change your circle. If you surround yourself with draining people, you're not going to become anything other than tired. And yes, this does include family members. Three, practice telling people no familiarity will strengthen your confidence and that means that there is no room for any master manipulator to come through and wreck anything four follow the example of the great sage miss nene leaks she said what she said and she meant it don't backtrack once you've drawn your line in the sand and finally drink water water is always helpful and that's it for this episode of WTF-IDK. Thank you for taking time out to take a little ownership in the uncertainty of your life. Check out the show notes for links to James Alters' The Power of No and Andrea's social link. Please like, share, and subscribe and follow us on all social media at WTF-IDK Pod. Coming up, we're discussing collegiate degrees and how sometimes they ain't shit. When did you realize that your degree wasn't the golden ticket to success you thought it was? You can can laugh. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, when did you realize your degree wasn't the golden ticket to success you thought it was? Let us know on social or via email at wtfidkpodcast at gmail.com.